It is Tuesday, October 18th, 2022. This is another edition of Baseball Today presented to you by our friends over at SeatGeek. That is my man, Trevor Ploof. I am Chris Rose. We are joined by producer Dan. Okay. We think we're going to get game five. We think we're going to get game five in the ALDS between Cleveland and New York. Um, Of course, it was postponed. Before we get to the whole strategic part of what the rainout does for each team. Shame on MLB. Shame on Major League oh. Baseball. What they made all these amazing fans out there wait for hours before they called it at like 9:40 Eastern and by 10:20 or so they probably could have had this field ready. And here's the biggest issue I've got. Nobody gets in front of a microphone. There is no leadership whatsoever. Why are they so afraid? Are they, I guess they are just hoping that, hey, there's sunshine and somebody's going to win tomorrow and then we don't have to answer. Why don't you just get in front of a damn microphone and say, here's why we did it and this is the decision we've made. There's no leadership. Well, do you want, you know why the real reason they waited was they want to sell beer. That is the truth, dude. It is the truth. It's almost an extra type of gate for them. I mean, look, that's the bottom line, bro. I've been part of these things for a long time. Going back to my playing days, it's a hurry up and wait type thing. They don't even communicate to the players, okay? I've been a part of some that have communicated to the players that, hey, like we're probably going to call it in 45 minutes. They never give you a definitive answer, but they do want people that have made the trek all the way down there, you know, to spend a little bit of money. I know there was supposed to be a window, but there's always a window. There's always a window until there's not a window. And now here we are postponed. And I'll peel back the curtain just a little bit on our show. My friend, Chris Rose, Guardians fan, not going to be able to watch the game tomorrow. And I feel really yeah. bad for you. I do. Well, I will be able to watch it. It's our first shoot day of BattleBots. So during the entire time that the game is on, um, I'll be doing other stuff. But I will have it on my phone. I'll be watching one of our executive producers, Chris Cowan, is a huge Guardians fan as well. So oh, okay. they and my other guy, Aaron Catling, a huge sports fan. So they get it like they're going to understand that I'm working, but I'm also keeping an eye on my beloved Guardians. And so I think they would never have it any other way. So that part's good. Now let's get to the actual discussion of the game. Who do you think this helps the rain out? It sort of helps both teams. I think it helps the Yankees a little bit more because now we're for sure getting Nestor. That has been confirmed. We're getting Nestor Cortez on short rest. I think he's probably at this point a better option than Tyone. Although, look, I love Tyone. I think he can go out there and pitch a, a sparkling game if he needed to. But Nestor's had a great season. I think putting the ball in his hands helps the Yankees a lot. Um, on the flip side, the Formula was already there for Terry. He had Stefan, Karen Shack, and Classe ready to go. You know, whether it was Savale handing the ball off after three innings or four innings, whatever it may be, like that recipe is there. I think they have to go with Bieber. And if they go with Bieber, I think this actually helps the Guardians more than it does the Yankees. Now, Tito is constantly said i'm not going to do that we're not going to pitch bieber until the the cs at the earliest but i i gotta believe bieber's made his case and when a manager 
says something, the only thing that can change his mind is a player going into his office and saying, give me the ball, skip, I am your ace. A manager can fall back on that and feel good about that decision. He can backtrack on whatever he said as long as the player comes in and says, give me the ball. I got to believe Bieber has said that. I would love to see him on the mound tomorrow. So Bieber apparently tried to tell Tito, hey, I'm here to help game five on Monday. You you want me for an inning? You want me for two innings? I'm here for you. And they were like, thanks, bro. We'll take care of you. We'll see you in Houston. I Supposedly, that's that was the on the Monday. discussion went. That was on Monday. Yeah, that was on Monday. Yeah. So um, now it's three full days rest. It'll be interesting. Let's remember Bieber had a shoulder problem a season mm-hmm. ago. That's what derailed his 2021. Maybe they're a little bit worried about that. But I understand it, man. You got to go with the best you got. And Shane Bieber on three days rest might be better than Aaron Savali on a dozen days rest. I don't know. I will throw this out there for all the people who are saying, well, for Nestor, it's great. We got him. Three days rest. I'm just throwing out the facts. I'm not giving an opinion. I want to state the facts. In the last five postseasons, there have been 21 playoff starts made on three days rest. The starters have gone two and six, and their teams have gone seven and 14. Usually going on three days rest, not always, but usually it reeks of desperation. Now, this is totally different because of rainouts, schedules. You have to start the ALCS the next day. All sorts of weird stuff has gone on here. So I think the Yankees are making the right move here. I think the Guardians would make the right move by having their guys start on three days rest. But I don't know. There are also some of my friends in the Cleveland conspiracy world who are saying this was pushed back so that the Yankees bullpen would get an extra day's rest. Are you buying that at all? Like we need a big market team in, so we need the Yankees there. Let's go. Let's do this. Did they bring the clouds themselves too? Is it a uh, weather machine? No, right, right. That that was kind of the point I made. Their point was we could have started the game at 1030. We've started West Coast games in the divisional round at 1030 Eastern as well. Why couldn't we do it here? Is it not rain? Like I wish they would have started the game tonight. I think all those players in there wish they would have played tonight. Yeah. You're there, ready for the game. Give us a time. Whether you, if you tell us we're starting the game in five hours, okay. Now I know. Like I think they would have, been, they would have been fine with that. That would have been something. I don't think. That, look, I mean, I don't think it's within the Yankees' call right here. This is not the it's Yankees' not. call. It's not the Yankees' call, but. But we you're saying MLB is working in conjunction with the Yankees not, now. That's the conspiracy? Conjunction. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. That, that's not a fair statement. Okay. I wouldn't say in conjunction with the Yankees. But let's be honest here. And I understand this as, as a native Clevelander, but somebody who's been around the business and has worked for MLB Network. People in the league office root for big market teams, and I get it. It's better for their sport, which means it's better for their pocketbooks. The Yankees are the premier team in baseball. They, they shouldn't apologize for that. And I'm not sitting here throwing darts at them. I get it. The Dodgers have been knocked out. The Cardinals, who are a pretty popular team, are out. The Atlanta Braves, who are a popular team and the defending champs, are out. The Mets are out. If it's Cleveland, Houston, San Diego, and Philly, although Bryce Harper's a superstar and Manny Machado's a superstar, 
That is not the way they drew it up in the MLB offices. They might put on a happy face and say, we love it. And in the back of the scene, they're motherfucking it. They're just not going to be happy. So there's that conspiracy thought. I personally don't adhere to it, although I understand why the league, and I do believe the, the league is rooting for the Yankees, and I get it. Yeah, I don't know. It's, I get what big markets mean for ratings and you know the viewership and all of that. And I even think having the Guardians, a team with as small of a payroll as they have, in the long run, maybe isn't great for anyone in the sport, to be honest with you. I love what they're doing. I don't want to take anything away because right. it's the players doing it. But like, if you're giving front offices that notion that, hey, we can spend $40 million and compete against a team that's spending almost $300 million, well, I'd rather spend 40 Yeah. That you have to factor that into, I don't know, man. I'm excited I, to watch this game. I'll I, watch it. I'm going to be watching it on my couch. And on a big screen yeah. with a sound bar That's with enough. some popcorn, bro. You're That's gonna be enough. watching on your little phone. You're I'll be texting face. you. Yeah. Uh, I do want to make one last point. Let's be honest. The team it helps the most is the Houston Astros. Yeah, <laughs> Just, too, dude. It, it does. And by the way, they're gonna be getting a hungover team on top of it Wednesday because y'all That's better, uh, whoever wins, better pop the champagne in a hurry and get your ass on a plane down to Houston because they're not waiting <sighs> on the ALCS. That starts Wednesday night. Just saying. NLCS gets started on Tuesday. Wheeler against Darvish in a short series, seven game series. Do you like Philly's top heavy rotation more than San Diego's starters depth? Oh, that's the question here. I, but the thing is, I think that you have that high end Wheeler, Nola, one, two. But Darvish and Snell can pitch with those guys, and Musgrove can pitch with those guys. I think I like San Diego's pitching depth. Here, although I think Suarez and Syndergaard are getting kind of like the raw ends here, people not even really thinking about them. We're only talking about Nolan Wheeler, but I think Suarez and, and Syndergaard can be good for the Phillies as well. But if you're asking me about depth and who I think is better off in the starting pitching category for this seven game series, I think without a doubt it's the San Diego Padres. Uh, if you go win those first two games with Wheeler and Nola, hats off to you. But Musgrove's got game three, and then you got like a I guess you got what, like a Clev Manaya thing for game four? Manaya hasn't even yeah. pitched yet. I'm, I'm, I, I, I said this today on Talking Baseball. I, in my mind, I'm seeing Manaya having like a meaningful four innings in a game, whether it's uh, a piggyback situation or, or a mop up duty to save the bullpen, whatever it is. I think he's going to have some meaningful innings in this series, but I'll take pod, the Padres' depth over the high-end rotation, even though I picked the Phillies to win the series. I don't know where I'm at. (laughs) This is really different. This is a different lens we have to look at this through because we've never had a championship series where we have game one, game two travel, and then the last five games are played in consecutive days. There are no more travel days. So when you get to game three, you got to figure this out. If you're Philadelphia, what that means is you got Zach Wheeler going in game one you would have them game uh, five on Sunday on full rest. Now, if you wanted to start them on short rest in game four on a Saturday, that's fine. But you can't start them in game seven. There's only two days rest in between. You might get them for an inning out of a bullpen or I guess use them as an opener or whatever, but it's really going to screw things up. So I do like it that the Padres have five guys that I think could give you length 
and do some decent things. Um, I like that a little bit more than Philly, but I think that's what is going to be fascinating, whether it's the front offices or strictly the managers that are making this call. Another topic. I think it'll be great. I pick San Diego just by that much when it comes to the starting rotation. But let's move on. Yep. Two biggest stars, Bryce Harper, Manny Machado. Which star's star shines brighter in this one? I like both these guys. They're so good and so fun to watch. I know you do. I got to pick one. I got to pick one. I'm picking Harper, dude. I think Harper has seen his team go to the World Series, win the World Series, and he'll he'll say, you know what? I'm happy for the Nationals that that happened. I love, I love it for them. I love the organization. That eats him up inside. There's no doubt about it. Now he's in the position – to do it on his own and to have his team there. And, and, you know, it's make no mistake about it. That's the unquestioned leader of the Philadelphia Phillies is Bryce Harper. If he goes, they go. I think he's relishing in this opportunity to get there and to win it. I think he's going to shine. I think we're going to see some big homers from Bryce in this series because he doesn't care who he's facing. He doesn't have great numbers. None of these guys, none of the big names have great numbers against any of the pitchers. None of them. So somebody has to step up. I like Bryce. It's the moment's not too big for Bryce. You can say the same thing about Machado. This is a great question because both these guys are just absolute studs. They've been studs since they were 10 years old, dude. Both of these guys. Uh, you, you talk about Harper being under the limelight. Machado has been under the same thing his entire career. This has been a superstar since he was drafted, since before he was drafted. But I like Harper to get it done in this series for no reason other than I want to see it happen. So when you're talking about collective stats, it, it's always a dangerous slope you can get in because in some cases, maybe you haven't faced a pitcher for a couple of years. Maybe the pitcher has changed his rep repertoire, all sorts of stuff. So I, I always, whenever I talk about a guy's numbers against a pitcher, I just always throw out that cautionary tale. But you're right. Harper has a career 656 OPS against the guys he will most likely face in this series. Just two homers and 37 at-bats. Machado, just a 648 collective OPS against the Phillies pitchers he may face and only one homer in 83 at-bats. But I will say Manny Machado because he plays defense. And the way he plays defense can change games. Unfortunately, Bryce Harper has been relegated to DH role almost all this season. And so the only way he can change a game is with his lumber. That's, I, that's plenty of runway there. But Manny Machado seemingly makes at least one play every series where we're like, damn, man, he's freaking unbelievable. I'm, I'm, I'm cautionary to talk about Manny's defense that way because I thought the Cardinals were going to do that. I, I said Arenado's going to break your back, Philadelphia, on a couple plays that you think are going to be RBIs and they won't be. And then he went out and made some errors in that series and it ended up being Alec Bohm that outperformed him. Mm -hmm. I don't want to do the same thing to Manny, but I agree with you. I mean, defensively, he can, he can do some things. I think both these guys are going to have phenomenal series. I love watching both of them play. And if you're like, not a fan of either of these teams, like how, like just watch these two in particular, go about their business because they're two of the best in the game. Baseball today, fans. This one's brought to you by DraftKings. I know this is a baseball show, but basketball season is set to tip off this week. And if you know anything about DraftKings, they're going to give you a great offer. 
This one's the same thing that we've been doing for the other sports. Bet $5 on any team to win straight up. If you hit that bet, you get an additional $200 in free bets if that bet hits. That's $5 on a straight up bet. If that team hits, you get $200 in free bets credits. And all you have to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. New customers use promo code JOHNBOY and receive $200 in free bets if the pregame Moneyline bet hits after placing a $5 wager. That's promo code JOHNBOY only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Which player, this is our next question, which player kind of out of the spotlight has the best shot at perhaps winning the NLCS MVP? This is a tough one for me, Chris. You kind of crushed me with this question because there's a lot of players that are in the spotlight. At first, I wanted to say Juan Soto because he really hasn't done that much. He needs to get going. You but can't he's say pretty, he's out of the He's in the no, line. I know. I he, know. He's in it. So I'm going Nick Castellanos. Does that count? If he's going to hit behind yes, Harper, and we're going to be I mean, careful with Harper. Hold on. It's weird to say that a $100 million ball player is out of the spotlight because every time he comes up, they're going to say, one of the big free agent acquisitions by the Phillies. So you expect big things out of him at some point, even though they've waited for about six and a half months. In that Phillies lineup, there's about six dudes. So you can say those guys are in the spotlight. So they have a lot of high-end talent in that lineup. I think Nick Castellanos, you know, hasn't really got it going this postseason. He had five RBI in the DS, which is nice. Um, I think if they decide to pitch around Bryce or whatever have you, Bryce gets on base a lot. Someone's got to drive him in. Castellanos is going to have some opportunities with runners in scoring positions. We understand that big three-run homers can change a series I think we might see Nick Castellanos kind of turn it on. And we've talked about him wanting to change the narrative on his season, the regular season, not good, below replacement level for Nick Castellanos. He wants to prove to Philadelphia that he's earned that money, that he's worth that money they gave him. I think there's a little bit of motivational factor there. And if you're making me choose someone, I'm going to choose my guy, Nick Castellanos. He's a stud. Ready for this one? Yeah. Alec Bohm. Yeah. Hasn't been great in the playoffs. Just four knocks in 24 at bats and OPS under 600. But. Talk to he me. had his one homer against the guys he might face in San Diego. That one homer has come against Josh Hader. So all yes. I'm saying is this. I think he'll step into the box in a critical situation and in a in a series where we both think I think it's going to be so tightly contested that one swing of the bat could be enough to make a guy a series MVP. Now I'm not going to run out and say he's definitely taken hater deep in game five, to give the Phillies a win, but I'm going to say it. Oh, but I'm going to say it game five. I, I'm going to call it right now when they're back in Philadelphia game five, he walks it off, home run off a hater. Wow. That's a bold call. I like it. I want him to go off. I almost went Austin Nola because there's this whole, you know, storyline between him and his brother. If he gets a knock off his brother, we know he's going to be catching. He, yeah. I mean, he is, he's going to be in there, and he's had some timely hitting in the playoffs. So I almost – Went with Nola, but because I've been, I I picked the Phillies, man. So I have to go with someone on the Phillies. I and, and I think Castellanos is my guy. That'll be a fun one. 
why doesn't everybody just leave in our our YouTube chat in our comments section who their under the radar NLCS MVP is and tell us Juan why Soto's not, just not allowed. Juan Soto's not allowed. It has to be under the radar, people. Soto, Machado. Is Josh Harper, Bell under the radar? Not allowed. Josh Bell is under the radar. Yes. I almost won him too. Qualifies. Qualifies. Today's edition of Baseball Today presented to you by our friends over at SeatGeek. And I want to remind you, we were going to do this in today's show, but because the Yankees-Guardians series did not conclude until Tuesday, we did not get a chance to ask our CS question of the round. So it's going to be a SeatGeek question of the round. What you're going to do is you're going to check out our social media. You're going to send in your question, make it funny, creative, thought-provoking, whatever you want to do. If we pick your question to use on the Wednesday edition of Baseball Today, you will get a $1,000 credit to use on SeatGeek. That's not 10 bucks. That's not 100 bucks. That is $1,000 to use on the SeatGeek app. If you've never used SeatGeek, here's what I need you to do. Pick up your phone, go on over to the App Store, download the SeatGeek app. It'll help you find the best, the most reasonable tickets out there for playoff baseball, the NFL, college football, the NBA, the NHL, whatever concert you want to go to, and we'll save you some serious dough. You use the code word John Boy Playoffs. That's all caps, all one word. You're going to save 10% on your order, whether you're a first-time buyer or not. Usually you have to be a first-time buyer in order to capitalize on this. Nah, you could be a repeat customer. Once again, that is John Boy Playoffs, all one word, all caps as the code word. You're going to get 10% off your order. SeatGeek, in addition to saving you money, they also want to help you get the right seats. They rate every ticket on a scale of 0 to 10. They color code it. Green is good. Red is bad. Let them help you find the best seats in the house. Once again, download the SeatGeek app today. Don't forget to send in your SeatGeek question of the LCS series on our social media channels. We'll pick the best one. We'll air it on Wednesday. You'll get $1,000 credit to use it. That's the way we roll. Mm. Now, before we get out of here, these are two interesting storylines in the NLCS. Which one is better if it gets to the World Series? Philly, because it had a managerial change midseason, or San Diego, because arguably its best player never suited up the entire season? I think it's San Diego. I mean, the way they fell off last year, and then you have the Tatis news in the offseason, and then you have the Tatis news during the middle of the season, and you don't get him at all. And then, you know, you have also have a managerial change. You bring in Bo Mill. I think he's done really well. Then they went out and made splashes at the trade deadline. They like they have been, they've gone through trials and tribulations. They went and, you know, restocked their roster. They went into uh, you know, played the Mets who won 101 games facing Scherzer and DeGrom, slayed that dragon. Uh, Big Bro up the freeway, 111 wins, slayed that dragon. I think them getting to the World Series would be such an incredible story. I love the fact that in San Diego, they are the only show in town. The football team left. They've never had a basketball team or a hockey team. It's strictly the Padres now. I think that storyline is awesome. I agree. I agree. I love, I really like both these teams. So I'm not going to be disappointed as a fan either way. Exactly. I think I'm rooting a little more for San Diego, 
Although I'm God, I'm such a huge Harper guy, man. This is a tough one for me. It really is. It's tough. It's tough. I'll be happy either way. I will um, too. Yeah, and I agree with you. The the fact I've been part of a city where you've had a sports franchise ripped from your soul. That's a tough one. Yeah. It's really tough. We all love baseball. Football, it's hard when you go from the fall on, particularly when your baseball team stinks, you don't have anything to root for. The fact that you've got guys buying shots for fans after games now in the gas lamp district, I think that's really cool. I think that they've welcomed Soto with open arms. I think that's cool. I like it that Josh Hader has kind of rediscovered himself. And I'm a big-time Bob Melvin fan. So there you go. I'm, but I'm not going to be disappointed if Philly gets there and Bryce Harper. So it'll be fun. You have a winner, by the way? You want to pick one? I picked the Phillies. I don't really have a great reason. Uh, I like both these teams. I have buddies on both these teams. So I, I just, on a whim, gut feeling, I think those top five, six hitters can really get hot uh, in Philadelphia. And then you have, I mean, you have Wheeler and Nola who have just been absolutely dominant. And you, if you get out to a, a, a 2-0 lead there, I think they have enough offense to get done. I'm scared of the bullpen. I really am, Chris. I don't know how that's going to play out over seven games. They're going to get exposed. There's probably going to be a game where they blow it, and I'm going to be like, oh, man. Uh, but I think for some reason, Philly's going to take it. I'll take San Diego then. Okay. Even though I said Alec Bohm could be a sneaky NLCS MVP, that one I'm just kind of taking a shot in the dark. Uh, so I'll take San Diego. Why not? Let's have some it's fun. Not a bad Let's pick. hope it goes seven. Could be cool. Could be cool. Uh, quick reminder, get in that Seeky question of the league championship series. I want somebody walking away with a thousand dollar credit to use on the amazing SeatGeek app. Special shout out to our producer extraordinaire, the one and only Dan Rourke, who's been working his butt off lately. So we really appreciate that. That is Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose. We will see you Wednesday on baseball today. Go guardians.